the film series that won't die to nearly 30 movies, one house, actually several houses, and cursed artifacts. The Amityville Horror Podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Amityville Podcast. I'm Tom. And I'm Pat. This week we've got the Amityville Asylum. Get ready for a lot of very nondescript mid-Atlantic American accents, because this was made in England, and yet it's still set in Amityville, Long Island. Don't worry about it. It'll Mm -hmm. be fine. It'll be great. Yeah, I mean, a Long Island accent can't be that hard for the British. Our accent came from somewhere, right? I, I mean, in the movies, so far as defense, none of the people have been trying to do a Long Island accent mm, even nope, once. Nope. Honestly, the only distinguished accent was probably just Burt Young. Yeah, and, and that's, that's just, just what he sounds. That's like. just what he sounds like. Yeah, the Get Out voice had a little hint of the uh, the transatlantic radio act. Get Out. Yes, yes. yes. But like, there, there, there's no like John Ratzenberger trying to like put on the phony baloney accent. Yeah, which in, is some sort of, of Boston movies. by way of Chicago by way of. Uh, yeah, no, that's exactly what it is, then, Norm. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? This he is was the image of, uh, of a regional dialect. Yeah, yeah. We can't. So, compl- we will never complain about. These are the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, uh, no, he was Ham. He's no. Ham the pig. Uh, the T Rex is Wallace Shawn. God, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're yeah. right. My bad. My bad. It's all good. Uh, Uh, But let's talk about this movie. Mm -hmm. Actually, well, we can't yet because we haven't watched it yet. But, uh, like, how often, like, this is not uncommon when, you know, a movie, like, we're going to... The word series is in heavy italics and quotation marks when I say this. It's not uncommon when a series of movies goes on for so long that, you know, production values, we're not going to say dip, but, you know, we're going to be more cost effective and move production to a different, you know, country. But, uh... England is not the one you would think of for, like, good tax havens. It's usually, like, Canada or nowadays it's Eastern Europe. Yeah. Uh, Uwe Boll found that loophole and exploited the hell out of it. And the world. Yeah. (laughs) And if you're ever wondering how he made all of those movies, there's plenty of information on it. He's happy to talk about it on other podcasts. Really? He's never made an Amityville movie, uh, so we don't get to talk about it. I almost would like to watch that. I'd be curious. I think I've seen, I've seen at least one, maybe two Uvable movies. Oh God, there's there's many. There's a lot. I've I'm probably at about a dozen. Jesus but he cranked God. he cranked them out for so long. He's he, now I believe retired. Under, yeah, he understood that there was no tomorrow. It was like a total Anthony Burgess situation where mm-hmm. it's just like I have a death sentence, so I have to make hay while the sun shines. Yep. But like, um, I, I, I like uh, like the, your Hellraisers number seven, definitely went Eastern Europe. I forget. Hellworld is set in America. I think Hellworld. I think. But I think five think might have been shot in America too. I think so. Well, yeah, Inferno is definitely shot in America, or at the very least, Canada. Yeah. But uh, Inferno. Oh God damn it! Inferno is so goddamn good. Yeah. Um, and three. Three. Like all the first three you said take place in New York. Yeah, the first three, actually, and four. 
because the not oh. space vert parts of four take place in the same spot as Hellraiser three. Those four gotcha. Take place, um, like the first the Adam Scott like old timey stuff. Yes, is there too. Well, that yeah, no, that's it's supposed to be in France. That's okay. So we've got France shot in New York. Or wherever or, they were shooting. Or Toronto. Because it's all... The France parts are basically all interiors. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But, uh, yeah, the first two Hellraisers are supposed to be... Actually, the first four are supposed to take place in New York. The first two, however, are very clearly filmed in England. Yeah. Uh, no, the first one, obviously, every exterior shot is just London. It just is. Like, there's a part where Kersey is walking down the Thames. And it's just yeah. like, come on. And then in the second one... Uh, if you want your big clue, uh, Kyle, the doctor, the the protege to Dr. Chenard, is played by William Hope, who, despite being Canadian, mm-hmm. is has a fairly healthy gig as a professional American in England. He was Lieutenant Gorman in Aliens, which was filmed in England. Mm-hmm. He's a... Uh, the American Ambassador Standish in Sherlock Holmes, the first Sherlock Holmes movie, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a whole bunch of other things. And most recently, I found out that he's actually the teenage daughter's like nigh unseen boyfriend in Poltergeist. Like he's the guy peeling out at Whoa. the end of Poltergeist. When, okay, like, she, I always thought that was played off. like I, thought, I always thought that was John Hughes, uh, who later yeah. picked up that role in The Breakfast Club. Yeah, yeah. playing Brian's dad. But yeah. no, like according to the IMDb, that's William Hope. Which I haven't gone back and double checked, right. but like there's certain actors like that, like in um, like Freddy vs Jason, uh, production moves to Canada as evidenced by the Monica Keena's dad, but more importantly Gary Chalk as the sheriff, mm-hmm. Optimus Primal. If uh, that guy is in your movie, it is being filmed in Canada. Yeah. Well, uh, I still think like because Eight was famously Jason takes Manhattan for two minutes, but it's yeah. mostly Montreal or Vancouver. Toronto. Yeah. I think Toronto because it was a closer hop. God, right. Yeah, because they, they literally just have... It's just the Times Square stuff. It's the Times Square bits. And maybe and the Subway. Uh, I think the Subway was even a set. Really? Yeah. Um, that sucks. So I have to say the most Canadian Friday the 13th is Jason X. Yeah. Because you have half the cast of Andromeda in there. Yes. you Playing opposite... like. Yeah. Pointedly, the opposite versions of their Andromeda yeah. characters. Yeah, That's and I don't funny. even think they were aware of that when they were no. putting them in the roles. It's just afterwards, like, oh, no shit. Yeah, yeah. what's wrong with that? Yeah. And. Dave Deprave. Mm-hmm. It gets even crazier, Wait. though. Um, oh, go ahead. Uh, so, David Cronenberg uh, is uh, our, you know, beginning. Our, 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 He's got too much value to science and the military guy, which mm-hmm. just makes it even funnier. The most Cronenberg-y character. Oof. Like, it's like, we need the biotech. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just, but um, the guy, the, the professor tries to sell Jason to some sort of shady guy that you see in a bed. That's Robert Silverman, who was a frequent david cronenberg collaborator he's in the brood uh naked lunch existence and uh scanners uh like he like that is what's crazy is that that i think that's the last time they've worked together in a movie in some form and dave and cronenberg wasn't even directing it yeah which is kind of funny nice because uh well cronenberg uh, like somebody put it 
in one of these Cronenberg books I was reading, Cronenberg appears in movies when his friends ask him to be in a movie. Like, he has no real urge to be an actor, but if, like, yeah. somebody he's worked with before says, hey, you want to be you want to be in this little, uh, this little yeah. part in a movie? He's like, sure. Yeah. If you think I'm right for the role, okay. And that's why Nightbreed... That is just one of the many reasons Nightbreed is one of the greatest things ever. So good. But in, to, like... Clive's credit, the book is set in Canada. Like, it yeah. came by it naturally, and so yeah. filmed in Canada. Yeah. So, uh, Hopping to Canada is a little more, you know, common. It's so much um, easier to pretend it's America. Yeah. But, like, um, I don't know. I'd have to check the filming locations for the Tremors series mm. because I know they hopped all over the world in the continuity but they shot in the US originally then yeah. they shot in Mexico yeah and said it like the second one is set in Mexico right yeah yeah um there is one that I believe is set in Africa um <laughs> there is one that was set in Alaska but it was probably shot in northern Canada it's but it might be Greenland this is I, I want the Africa one to be named like exactly like Shaft in Africa just Tremors in Africa it's like that's the title yeah. <laughs> I actually don't remember what the subtitle of it was. Um, what are the other ones? Like, Saws all take place in whatever nondescript town. Yeah. That is... It's just hell. Saw takes place in hell. Yeah. Um, and then you had mentioned uh, the last one, which I think is The Champ, would be how often the Howling films hop. Oh, dude. So, first one takes place in California. Second one, we jump to Transylvania. I'm not sure if they actually filmed there. It's not unheard of. All of the subspecies films are filmed in Transylvania. Which I mean, perfect made castles. It, it, made, it was so good. Like, you get... It's like the money you have to spend in flying everybody there, you'll make up for and just, hey, just point the camera anywhere and mm-hmm. it looks amazing because yeah. you're in Transylvania yeah. and or I, Budapest. And hopping ahead, I'm, I'm pretty sure the fifth howling was shot in Rome. I wouldn't be surprised. That's the that's the Agatha Christie, yeah, the everybody in the castle one. But then at number three, it goes to Australia and is at like it's set it's set in Australia and filmed in Australia and for, for reasons. Yeah, the well marsupials, baby. Yep, marsupials only exist on the Australian continent, and sure. this is about little pouch werewolves. Yep, little pouch werewolves. Mm-hmm. It's adorable, and also <laughs> that. Uh, Imogen and Annesley, the the girl mm-hmm. in uh, Howling Three, is uh, pretty damn cute. But um, and then four goes back to America. Five goes to nondescript Eastern European country. Yeah. Six it, comes back to America for none of, no good reason. Yeah, and then seven is a small town outside of California, or at least oh, outside right, of right, LA. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is predominantly line dancing with sure. occasional werewolf mentions. Yes. Um, that one you can fine. avoid like the plague. Yeah, it's fine. It's right. fine. You can skip that one. But yeah, there's not a lot of like it's weird for the movie, like the setting to jump to uh jump to a different country apropos of nothing mm-hmm. like your blades go all over the place but at the end of the first blade movie he's like I'm in Russia and so I am an international you know yeah. vampire murderer but you don't have like Jason Voorhees showing up in Moscow for no reason horror movies are usually very tied 
to the location because yeah. yeah. urban Garden legends of, and local exactly. history like, the monster has to be uh, like no matter how modular the monster itself is it's usually tied to the legend like you said yeah. like actually Candyman kind of Candyman 2 does a surprisingly good job of completely changing the location. Yeah, like ships it to New making, Orleans, right? It, yeah, yeah, it ships it to New Orleans, but it works, yeah. which is weird. What's really Impressive. weird is that, you know, here are 10th or 11th episode, 11th, yeah. I believe. Um, we have already, in a series based on a house, yep, a building, a physical structure... <laughs> Moved to other cities more than a few times. Like, on different coasts. Because yeah. apparently the Amityville thing is inf- it infects antiques and furniture and accoutrement mm-hmm. around the house. Because that's how ghosts work. Sure. Ghosts can't go through walls. They're not fire. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well let's Go on that and, community joke. Yep. Let's <laughs> go ahead and check out this let's, asylum. Let's do Amityville Asylum, Amer- England for America. Well, it's hard to sum up how much that movie affected me. Mm-hmm. Because it didn't affect me at all. God, that was terrible. That was just boring. That was just boring. That was... 90 minutes of boring. Mm-hmm. Why would you do this? Alright, so, um, before we get to the plot in general... Uh, this I, is on Tubi, by the way. Yeah. Uh, I would like to discuss... Don't watch it. <laughs> some general questions uh, to address any spoilers you might have based on the premise. Now, um, was the person who was hired at the mental institution in fact a patient the whole time? No. No. Oh. oh, you thought that? Um, oh, that's funny. I, the looks, what I thought I got from that one speech towards the end was that she had thought she applied for the job, but was actually just being committed. No. There's too much of, like, she keeps talking to the friend outside. She's, um, she's got her own place. I know he I, said he was... A, she he, was an outpatient at first. Yeah, but, yeah. I mean... It's a no. twist they tried to pull. They, I don't even think they tried to pull that. I think the doctor is just trying to like get her under control, under wraps. Oh, so gaslighting like, her and telling yeah, her that she was yeah. committed the whole time. Yeah, so like that yeah. way he gets like a he like lays the groundwork for any t- anything he has to say to the police later. Fair, fair. No, not even for a second is she a patient at this place. All right. Why would they, why would they give why would. <sighs> She was never given keys, um, but she's, all of the other a staff. Yeah, all of the other staff let her do things around the hospital. Um, they went oh, to check the doc- on things. One of the doctors pointedly says she's not a patient. Remember when uh, she yeah. she's looking through patient X's uh, medical records? That one doctor shows up, accuses her uh, like, yeah, right, one, of like uh, uh, committing a fireable offense. Yeah. But I'll keep my mouth shut if you go down on me. And then uh, 
Scottish Ukrainian janitor said, like busts in on them, and the uh, the scumbag doctor says that uh, she's not a patient. So we're just having a conversation. So no, she's not. She's not a patient. Okay, then them trying to pull that twist at the end <laughs> muddled the waters. <laughs> Um, we're going to address why there are some questions about the plot in a bit. Uh, we, but, but another question. Okay, this is, this is a building that has potentially supernatural things happening. We haven't talked about the premise at all. So this movie is called Amityville Asylum. Our, main, our de facto main character, Lisa, is a 20-something-year-old who applies to become a n- overnight custodian at a mental hospital, the titular asylum, which we later find out was built on 112 Ocean Avenue, the site of the original Amityville house. Which was also built on the site of a massacre yeah. of a Native American tribe. The Sachem tribe. The Sachem They're tribe. called the Sachem tribe. They mm-hmm. pressure, practiced witchcraft. You'll, yeah. They, they will re- this is one of the few things that they will repeat over and over and over again throughout this film. Mm-hmm. Halfway it's, through. It's a Native American tribe. That does performed witchcraft. Uh, witchcraft for their lord, the Dark Master. The Dark Master. And there is a modern witch, uh, witchcraft coven yep. uh, that is trying to uh, resurrect the Dark Master and the Great Becoming, which is not a resurrection, but a becoming. Yeah. Um, but it had to be immortal. Over the years, been disproven that the Sachem tribe did in fact believe in the Dark Master that they did believe in but like the movie loses its own logic on the backstory oh my god yes yeah yeah it openly contradicts itself like sometimes sentence to sentence I I mean just like the term the Dark Master kind of sums the whole thing up at every stage of this movie you want to ask the people that made it this was and, and you're okay with this this was the strongest choice. This was the best name you could come up with. The Dark Master. That, yeah. That's it. Like, this is the best character. This is the best casting. This was the best take that you had, you know, where this was so the best much shit in the, fro- in the foreground that you barely can tell what's going on. Yeah. Oh, God. The camera angles. I will say, I... I thought the lighting was generally strong. But At the they, beginning. Yeah. Or no, it's strong outside of the asylum. Yeah. You there can't seems, tell what's going on inside the asylum. Hit and miss. There are some parts that are effective, but yeah, when it tries to be mysterious, 100% I just un- don't know what I'm Literally, at. like, you can't tell what's going on unwatchably dark or blurry or there is a door covering half the frame. Yep. Um, and that's sometimes restrained. Like there been there was one shot where a door was blocking one half of the frame while like the corner of a lamp was blocking a, the other mm-hmm. co- another quarter of it on the other side. We're going for that naturalistic look. Mm-hmm. The naturalistic. You're watching a movie in your roommate's room. Yeah. And you don't want your roommate to know that you're there watching it mm-hmm. for some reason. Uh, did you believe that this was taking place in Long Island? No. <laughs> there's Not like once. there's like two American attempted American accents throughout or no, there's three. Four. 
four attempted American accents. There's Lisa, Her Lisa's friend, friend, the main guard, and then that one doctor. Doctor, you know, you scratch my balls, I scratch your balls. Right. Like, more of an orderly, I think, but still, okay. like, yeah, the orderlies yeah. were American-esque yeah. Um, we had the Scottish Ukrainian who this mostly sounded like Chekhov, which is interest uh, from Star Trek, which is interesting because at the beginning he is giving her a tour of the hospital, shows us all of the other patients that we're going to need to know. None of this will pay off later. Yeah, because most of them are incident like they might have a scene or two with each other, but you don't really need to know or care who any of them are. All of them have British accents. Yep. Um, and then he shows us all of her job details for a good five, 30 minutes. All, describing all sorts of cleaning tools and or uh, solutions that could be used as weapons later mm-hmm. if, you know, we're under attack or on the run. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll never come back again. Yeah, we thought that the Chekhov accent was a Chekhov's gum remover, mm. and it was not. Yeah. Um, none of that comes up. So if he starts explaining, if you do watch this... Don't watch this. Then uh, <laughs> when you get to the scene where the the head janitor is explaining cleaning supplies, <laughs> you have time to go fix a snack, take a dump, write an email, finish the newspaper... Find a newspaper stand, get tomorrow's. You're good. Yep. And then this goes on for 90 minutes. Yeah. Like, you've got 90 minutes to build up a mystery, build up suspense, mm-hmm. and they just yeah. sort of just don't. Yeah, we're told that there's going to be mystery because the, the the murderous patients are kept in Ward X. Ward X. That's total mystery material. Yeah. Um, they're Category A prisoners. Category A prisoners, which well, you would think they would be in Ward A. Yeah. But they're not. Category A is kept in Ward X, including Patient X, patient whose X. name is John Doe. Yep. Are you following all this? Because none of it clearly mattered to the writers. No, not even for a second. I just... I I, I took so little notes because it just became clear there was nothing to do. This movie had nothing. Like, it starts off with the... uh, the Ronnie DeFeo murders Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the film, which... Admittedly, this is not as bad as it's as the thing I'm going to compare it to. But if you end up watching all of these week to week, it does become the. Uh, do we really need to know how Bruce Wayne became an orphan? Do we not know about yeah. the Ronnie DeFeo murders? Mm-hmm. But admittedly, these are not a series of movies, so you would have to explain it. But again, this does not come into play for like another forty minutes before they explain that the asylum is built on the Amityville house, which that got as there was so little of the plot populating the film, it became an issue of like, how does this connect to anything? Like, yeah, how does it connect to itself? Less yet, the bigger Amityville thing. Yeah, save for the occasional nod of uh, scary. Scary old lady ghost yeah. saying get out. 
Yeah, there was the get out. Um, and the name of the asylum is the High Hopes Asylum, yeah. which is a sign that was outside of the Amityville house when DeFeo committed the original murder mm-hmm. and has popped up here and there as an occasional nod through some of these films. Yeah. Like, it just becomes it becomes one of those things. Like, clearly this is a script that was written to be something else that uh, they retooled a little bit mm-hmm. to make it an Amityville thing. But it's like, you still got to actually make it an Amityville thing yeah. at some point. Like, all like every Hellraiser movie after number four is a re- completely retooled script that was meant to be something else. But they do a pretty good job of, like, and here is how it connects to Hellraiser mm-hmm. somehow. And by somehow, here's the box, here's Penhead, don't worry. Yeah, wrap it um, up, guys. Exactly. Yeah. But I actually do want to correct myself. It was not the ghost woman that said get out. It was the witch in the cell right. who had psychic visions of the main girl's mother and yeah. struggle. And at the time, we killed a couple minutes realizing that instead of saying get out in a demonic voice, it would have been... Um, Baba Booey would have been better. 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 Baba would have been better. We started making up tongue twisters. That's how interesting this movie is. Yeah. And so we challenge you at home to try five times in a row to say Baba Booey would have been better. Yep. Baba Booey would have been better. Hmm. Mind you, this is not our fault, because if you watch it on Tubi, make sure you watch it with the subtitles. They will help up to a point, but uh, about halfway through it, the mix of the sound will become so bad that the subtitles, honest to God, say, music too loud. Mm-hmm. As if somebody is type transcribing the subtitles live instead of working off yeah. of... I, I have to stop myself. I almost said as if they weren't working off of the script. There is no script for this movie. If there is, it wasn't shared with anybody who needed post-production notes. No. Or on-set notes. And it's the writer-director, so... Yeah, Andrew Jones. Yeah. So Lisa sees mysterious things, and having been there for a full week, she is completely freaked out, but completely intrigued, and trying to track down a mystery, but kind of not. And then she gets locked up. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a lot leading to her getting locked up, but most of these conversations, music too loud. Music too loud. We're not kidding. Yeah. It's, you're reading the subtitles because the music is too loud to hear what they're saying. The sound mix is terrible. It's really bad. And we're like straining, like, thank God we have subtitles on, and about a minute or two into the one sequence. Music too loud. It literally just stops the subtitles and says, music too loud. (laughs) You can't hear a word they're saying. They're whispering as they're cranking this, like... Extra stingy cat walking on an open grand piano's wires. It's score. It's it's the poor man's poor man's poor man's John Carpenter's soundtrack. Like it's all just. I have a synthesizer. I'm just gonna hit notes. Mm -hmm. And then you know subtitle it as eerie tense Mm -hmm. music. And then eventually, music too loud. It's like somebody took a Swiffer to a harp at some points. Oof. Um, And so then murders. Yeah. Um, Well, the murders start in the middle when one of the inmates made a shiv to slit his wrist. 
to get a guard into the room to help him so that he could stab him to death, but then another room... He kills the prisoners killing each he other. He kills the orderly, and then, the and then the orderly, he goes yeah. to the other uh, patient's cell. Right. And, and then stabs him. Because we need six dead bodies by... November 13th, 2013. Well, no, we needed six on the 13th. Oh. So those were other deaths because half a movie had passed. Fair. And so, yeah, um, somebody um, who, spoiler, is Patient X, John Doe, uh, who is cloaked in mystery all the way up until we never know anything about him. He's still cloaked in mystery. Yeah. You never get to see his face. You never get his backstory. You never understand literally anything about him. It's built up to be a reveal. Yep. It's just not revealed nope. at all. Um, they wanted to preserve that mystery really bad. Yep. So he eventually is just a guy who's kind of going around killing the six, except he kills five, then gets his head smushed in a door by Lisa after she stabs him in the chin with a screwdriver. Yeah, and this is after, like, it's so, it's weird, because, like, the evil Dr. Mixter has given him a shotgun to go forth and do the Dark Master's bidding. And then you get, like, the almost Amityville-esque thing of, like, a guy walking around with a shotgun just mm-hmm. ta- shooting people. But then you and just then, hear it going off in the background, mostly. Yes. But then when he finally is going after Lisa, Lisa starts running, and he the the killer, who is never really revealed who the, who the guy with the shotgun is. Just patient X John Doe. Is it? I mean, okay. It literally I'll, is. I'll trust you. Uh, he reloads the shotgun, goes to kill Lisa, and then the barrel clicks as if it's empty, even though yeah. he has not fired mm-hmm. in, in between reloading and finding Lisa. Yeah, and she claims this unloaded, loaded shotgun to hold against the doctor. The cops show up and just shoot her without the sound of a door kicking in or anything. Or yeah. she's just, but she's yeah, she's there, angry at the doctor who. For, we the door wasn't closed. Fair. Yeah, the cops show up because somebody called them. Don't worry, that's never explained who or when. Uh. That I, I'd say, like the sounds of shot of the the bull, the shotgun going off would have attracted somebody or would have alerted. But we have no idea where. Like this place does not appear to be ne- near anything. Like if yeah. it's on the Amityville property, they don't really have neighbors. Mm-hmm. And yep. also, you want to put a mental hospital right on the water so that the escape when the the patients escape, they can make like a getaway on the Amityville water. Yeah, kind of like some of the families have done over the movies. Yes. So, yeah, maybe the doc- doctor called the cops so that they would shoot her as the final sacrifice. Probably. But I don't want to give this movie any credit uh, for Fair. anything. And the doctor is trying to get her to probably kill him because it's like as long as six people die, we all become immortal. Like, yeah. Even if we're dead. Maybe. And so that, like, the whole thing, the Dark Master, blah, 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 blah. They try to black mirror it, sort of. The Doctor, the movie closes with him giving an interview to a very British reporter as cars are seen on the wrong side of the street here in Long Island. And the Doctor is British as well. Mm -hmm. Like, don't don't get me wrong. I'm always willing to give, like, the head of a hospital a pass for being British because, sure, it happens. That's a lot of British people in one neighborhood. So many British. 
fish in Long Island. Um, he's giving an interview talking about how he's got his book out. He just sold the movie rights. He even devoted a chapter to a lot of the staff and the patients that we lost in the book with pictures because once your picture gets in a book and gets in a movie and online and, you know, blogs and whatnot, you become immortal. Oh, Oh, that's what he must have meant. And I'm sure that's exactly what the native tribes who believed in this dark master, who didn't believe in this dark master, who were not Judeo-Christian at all, so wouldn't have had satanic things like they implied on. So, yeah, yeah. They did. They, 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 that's the tradition. You don't yeah. want it. They never wanted to have their pictures taken because they were afraid of becoming immortal. Aha! Classic. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, that's the. And then, the then there's a the song about. The... Then there's a song about drinking tea over the credits because this is a totally American movie. Uh huh. One hundred percent. I hate this movie. It was bad. I hate music this movie. was too loud. That is my, music t- my too chief loud. complaint. Amityville Asylum, colon, music too loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that is a chief complaint among yeah. many complaints. There's no there there. We can't even make fun of this movie. Like, it's there, really there's hard, nothing. There's just nothing. Yeah. So um, I will actually segue to the fact that it's called Amityville Asylum, yeah. but for many of you horror buffs, especially of you know, certain straight-to-streaming or video car- caliber, Asylum is a name in the motion picture industry. Indeed. And they are best known for the Mockbuster, which is big movie comes out. They have the off-brand um, Subversion. Yeah. So Transformers is coming out. You get Transmorphers. Pacific uh, Rim. Atlantic Rim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they're the ones who always so have, good. you know. Not to offend Mr. Pibb fans, but the Mr. Pibb dear Dr. Pepper, Ouch. as it was. Mr. Pibb was your RC, your RC Cola. <laughs> yeah, your Oreo to your Hydrox. Hydrox came first. Hydrox did come first. Um, but Oreo did it better. This is okay. So in that way, very different. Yeah. So this movie, um, Amityville Asylum, was not produced by the Asylum Motion Picture Company. As it turns out, they only they have done one of these, and it was actually last week's entry. Yeah. The shot on a camcorder because of course it's going to be the cheapest looking one we've seen so far. Oddly enough, not featuring Shane Van Dyke. Yeah, which is a lot of theirs. He's a lot of theirs. But, um, yeah, Asylum Pictures have had a tendency to look less than high budget. Yes, but um, at the very least, competent. Right. Like, you know, I'm shooting the thing on the thing uh, on the media that I have, but I at least yeah. know how to tell a story. This yeah. guy this guy did not know how to tell a story. Not even remotely. Even if he had a story to tell, which yeah. they didn't. And there was Camp Factor to last week's one. Yeah, there was. Um, there was also, it was not just cashing in on there being a new Amityville film, but also the found footage craze. Yep. Um, jumping into, like, paranormal activity and all that. So it did, it did speak to a lot of Asylum's usual, like, methodology. Agreed. Yeah. But uh, this is just, this is just poorly lit, dull... I, I, I don't know what they were trying to say with this movie or what they were what 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 was the scary of this movie? I ghosts 
are creepy, asylums are creepy. Yeah. As long as we got that, we good. I don't even know that it was like clearly they had access to this facility at night, and so mm-hmm. they're shooting at night. They don't really make it look like a men- like a hospital at all. Like yeah. this just looks like it could be you know a university building or some sort of office building. Yeah. And you know, except for like the random bits in Ward X that look like like you know dungeons there's nothing and so it just there's no creepy so on a hunch one thing i did think that they wanted to say with this uh i looked it up and shutter island came out uh not too terribly long before this probably would have shot so i would not give them that credit that benefit of the doubt if you see shutter island and you want to turn around a quick version without any sort of craft to it yeah i feel like this might have been the result of that kind of thing. I appreciate, like, I appreciate where you're going, but I, this was so beyond incompetent. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't even give them that. Loud music. Music too loud. Music too loud. Yeah. Don't watch this movie. This very watch the one show. from last week again, or better yet, watch any of the other ones that are on Tubi. Yeah, like what's your the it's a, like the about time one. Watch the about time that one. Again. That yeah. was good, that was fun. I feel or, like the Dollhouse one was fun too. Ah, yeah. oh, remember Dollhouse? God, I feel like we're starting to you know get Stockholm on these. Oh god, a little bit. Yeah, we're, we're only two into these for... direct-to-video guys, or the. Uh, I'm sorry, the all bets are off guys because there was right. a lot of direct-to-video before. But yeah. Which was actually my last point about um, last week's is that Asylum Films oh, yeah. tends to, when they make their their mockbusters, figure out exactly where they can carve in the legal not-infringement section of making a mockbuster. And if they were able to put Amityville in the title and include the elements that they did... I have to assume their lawyers made sure that they could get away with it, yeah. uh, which, again, yeah, pretty much opened up everybody else who wanted to make a movie based on X, Y, Z, that you could. So, Especially if they can just, because the Ronnie DeFeo murders predate the Lutz's involvement mm-hmm. and those are the actual those are actual murders it's like yeah you don't even have to worry about infringing on the Lutz's story at all because hey this is all stuff from the DeFeo family yeah and uh, that they, is a they public are all event. dead yeah that was in newspapers that was mm. local lore there are plenty of places you can say you source that information and based on true events yeah it's in incredibly poor taste Oh, absolutely. (laughs) But it also, I think, speaks weirdly to the fact that if you include too much of the Lutz's story, they do own the copyright to that. They do. Which speaks against it being a factual thing. Not necessarily. Not necessarily, but I can definitely see where that might be a concern. I mean, Truman Capote's copyright on In Cold Blood the fact that it's a true story does not lessen his copyright. This is true because of his specific research yeah. on the topic. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's all sorts of reasons to doubt the Lutz story, but you know, yeah. that bit, that's yeah. a little too cute. As a wizard, my chief spell is casting aspersions. Indeed. So. Well, the resale value for this was zero mm-hmm. and or negative. I regret having watched it and I would recommend that nobody watch this movie. 
Yeah, not like, one, it's not even fun. Yeah, not one to put any sort of effort into, um, unless maybe if you're in need of sleep. You're if maybe if you're training to have a regional accent that nobody can quite place. Um, if you're some sort of bizarre completionist, as you know, this project is for us. Yeah, but at least we're going in without a heads up. Yeah. Wait, that's bad. Yeah, no. This is music too loud. Music. Music too Too loud. I have never seen that on any movie ever. Music too loud. The music was too loud for the subtitles to be able to tell what is being said. Mm -hmm. That is what that was. The subtitles actually commented on the production value of the film. Dear God in heaven. Well... Fuck. Until next time. With, I don't know what the next one's gonna be, but you know, fingers crossed that it's better. Oh god, they they could be getting worse. They could get worse. No, I, no. Well, we have a shark in our future. There's a shark in our future. Uh, Amityville shark. Into that idea, at some point. Bye. Bye. If you want to interact with us online, you can check us out on Instagram or Twitter at Amityville Show, or you can send us an email at podcastamityville at gmail.com. 